This podcast is brought to you from the studios of 96.5. 96.5 is a listener-supported radio station in Brisbane, Australia, and relies on the generosity of people just like you to create content that matters. If you're enjoying this show and you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, you can support the work of 96.5 with a financial gift. Make your secure donation at 96five.com. This is 96.5's Family Worship. Heard Sunday mornings from 9 on Brisbane's 96.5. Oh, well, good morning, everyone. It's, it's wonderful you can join us here on Family Worship and we can meet together and celebrate the Lord's Day. I'm from John Paul College. It's our 40th anniversary this year, and I'll be speaking about the call of Samuel, and the title is It's Time to Go into Profit. Now, what I want to ask you is, have you ever been in a situation where you lacked money to pay for an item? I remember many years ago, I was uh, had to get to work. It was really close to payday. It's sort of before really online banking. You couldn't check your balance too easy. I had two young kids in the car. We pulled into the service station. It was really big lines. Then you line up at the key card to pay, and there's a long line. People are really busy to get to work, and then you suddenly think, I hope I've got enough money. And you stand there, and um, everyone's looking at you. You put your key card over the EPFOS machine, and there's that delay, and then finally it goes through. But I just want to talk about God's people about 3,000 years ago. We'll start with and first say Israel was what we would call in deficit. Now, Israel was not in deficit financially, but in deficit spiritually. Its main issue was not lack of funds, capital, or gross domestic product, or empty shelves of toilet paper at the supermarket. There was a massive spiritual decline, and the nation was going into the red spiritually. Really, there was no profit. Now, I hope you can hear my play on words. When I say profit, it's not profit concerning money. It's profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, the God-given man of God, who would speak to people and give a message straight from God. Now, this is a bit of a national humiliation if God stopped speaking to the nation through a prophet. The nation was in a bit of strife. So we could say the nation was without a prophet. The nation needs to get out of spiritual deficit. And pardon the pun, it needs to go into profit. You could say Israel was a non-profit organisation. Now, Amos the prophet, a spiritual doctor, helps us understand the context of this story. He's writing later, but he gives us an understanding. He says, The days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. You see, the prophet had a direct line to God. God spoke to him. He spoke God's word to the people, whether they liked it or not. Usually, they didn't. Now, the nation was in, pardon the pun, not in profit. Now, despite this dire situation, there was a glimmer of light at a place called Shiloh. This is where God's temple was placed. When we say temple, we really mean tabernacle, which really was a very special tent housing the Ark of the Covenant and the Ten Commandments. There was a faithful young boy serving under the instruction of Eli the priest. Even though there was a famine spiritually, these two people, one from the older generation, one from the younger, were dedicated to serving and worshipping God. They were a light in a spiritually dim nation. Day and night they served in the tabernacle despite the famine of God's word. We also notice the life experience of young Samuel. It's an important training ground for his future ministry. As a young guy, he may have well have yearned to be back in his mother's arms, home playing with children of his own age. 
Despite being so young, he learned to be submissive to authority, study the Lord God from an older mentor. Then at the end of a very ordinary day, it all changed. When everyone was going to sleep, Samuel's life was to be transformed forever. The young boy Samuel was suddenly awoken by a voice in the night. We'll pick this up in 1 Samuel chapter 3. It said one night Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of the Lord had not gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. The Lord called Samuel and he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called. But Eli said, Hey, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he went back and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am, you call me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Now the Lord calls Samuel three times. He wakes up and goes to his master Eli, waiting for instruction. Only at the fourth time, when Eli realizes what is happening, does he help young Samuel to respond to the Lord's voice in the correct manner. In his early years, Samuel had to learn to listen, he had to learn to serve, and he had to learn to obey Eli's voice. He was learning the art of servant leadership. It reminds me of Zechariah 4.10, which says, Despise not the day of small beginning. Now, these qualities of listening, serving, and obeying Eli's voice would transfer across for Samuel to serve the Lord as a prophet to the nation. Now, Samuel realizes the Lord is speaking to him, and he must be still and listen. So it says, Samuel went and lay down in the place. The Lord came and stood there, calling out at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. Now, I remember visiting my friend in King Arroy on an acreage. He lived on a massive home with verandas all around the house. We went looking for my friend, circling the house, looking down the long verandas, But instead, as we got around the corner, we saw his son, Elijah, who was still in primary school, and he was thinking there were no other human beings in sight. And suddenly, he bursts out with a loud voice, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. It was with such childlike innocence and expectant faith. Now, I'm told Elijah had just heard this story at church on Sunday. It truly was a beautiful thing to behold, and I think of this whenever I read the call of Samuel. But back to our story. Samuel now positions himself to attend to the voice of the Lord. The word from the Lord is not like some Snapchat, here today, gone tomorrow. It's not take it or leave it. The Apostle Peter in his first letter, in chapter 1, 24 to 25, gives an understanding about the permanence of the word of God. He says, All people are like grass. And all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Samuel now moves into a very mature stage of his ministry for one so young. He's ready to deliver the word from the Lord without any alteration. Now, how do we apply this to our lives? Well, I can say it's only by God's grace and the working of the Holy Spirit that can we practically apply this to our lives. So, The question could be, how do we go into spiritual profit? Again, note the play on the words of profit. 
Three things we can note from this story. One, we need to be still. Two, we need to hear. Three, we need to share. So to take your life into spiritual profit, you need to be still. God spoke to Samuel when he was still. Psalm 46.10 reminds us to be still and know that I am God. We live in a world that carries its third arm around, its mobile phone. While there are numerous benefits to these devices, we all know it can be a major distraction. Rather than turn to God for help, our default setting can be to go online, surf the net or watch a movie. Now, studies say on average, Aussies spend two and a half hours on their smartphone. It's then teens who spend more than five hours or more per day on their devices have a 71% chance of serious mental illness. Another study found that connected Aussies spend more than 6.5 hours in front of a screen each day and they use more than one screen simultaneously at some time during a typical day. Now, I remember a, a minister giving me a really good story once in church. It's really stuck in my head. He said he'd be sitting at home watching a movie, maybe a John Wayne movie, and he, he often would feel God tell him to turn off his TV, go to his study and read his Bible. He often said when he obeyed God's voice and went to his study and opened his Bible, there was a great message for him there. But he said if he waited till the end of the movie, he would sit down with his Bible and he knew he'd missed out on something special. He said this happened on a lot of occasions. We can miss out so much because we're distracted and miss unique opportunities to connect with Jesus. Now, the third thing to take your life into spiritual profit, you need to listen. We know today God speaks through his written word and his preaching and teaching in church. The book of Hebrews repeats this warning three times. Three times it says it. It says this, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Again, it's said three times. Now, the same sun that hardens the clay will melt the butter. Interestingly, Samuel heard God's voice three times and didn't harden his heart. His heart was melted. Samuel listened and obeyed. The author of Hebrews seems to know the natural inclination of our hearts is to harden or maybe not pay attention. It's interesting that in this story about Samuel and in the book of Hebrews, God's working in threes to get our attention. So I say today, listen, listen, listen to Jesus speaking through the Bible. Now, finally, to take your life into spiritual profit, you need to share. Samuel learned to hear God's word and listen to his voice and share this with others. God revealed to Samuel he was going to judge and discipline Eli and his family because Eli's sons had committed great sins and blasphemed against God and Eli had not corrected them. Jeremiah the prophet in 2019 says these powerful words, His word is like a fire in my heart, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. The Lord's word was a fire in his heart and it burst out to bring comfort or correction. He could not contain it. Likewise, we observe in the life of the Lord Jesus in Matthew 4.24, where he is a true and better Samuel and a true and better Jeremiah. It says Jesus was going through all of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. Now the good news today for all of us is that we can share God's riches with those around us. We don't need to be up in front of people. We can share this magnificent story with anyone. Therefore, I really encourage all of us to take our life into spiritual profit from this story today by looking to Jesus, being still, listening to God, and then sharing that message with the world. Just ask you to bow for a word of prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we really all want to continue and grow and go into spiritual profit. We pray that we would be still. We would slow down. 
We would even practice media fasting, Lord God, where we, we get away from everything so we can just focus in on you. We pray we would hear you as you speak through your word to us. We pray you'd soften our hearts. And most importantly, after all of that, Lord God, we would share it with those around us. Share that love. Share the good news of the gospel of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening today. It is such a pleasure and blessing to share this time with you in family worship. I'm Peter Schmidhauser. I'm from John Paul College. I also attend Bridgman Baptist. We'd love to see you there. And uh, just really encourage you to go into spiritual profit today by listening to God, hearing his voice, and then sharing it with others. And you too can be a great blessing no matter where God plants you. So bloom where you're planted and have a wonderful Lord's Day. In Jesus' name, amen. 96.5's Family Worship broadcasts Sunday morning at 9 on the radio at 96.5 FM and online at 96five.com. This has been a 96.5 podcast production. This podcast is brought to you from the studios of 96.5. 96.5 is a listener-supported radio station in Brisbane, Australia and relies on the generosity of people just like you to create content that matters. If you're enjoying this show and you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, you can support the work of 96.5 with a financial gift. Make your secure donation at 96five.com.